Good morning. Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church in Kent. We gather as a diverse spiritual community that seeks to inspire love, work for justice, and grow in community. As Unitarian Universalists, we light a flame within a chalice as a symbol of sanctuary and safety to unite us in our worship as a sign of life's beauty and wonder and to remind us of our ongoing search for the light of truth within us and among us. Our chalice lighters this morning are Iona and Coleman. Fighting, keep on working, praying. 
every day. It's the song I sing and the prayer I pray. It'll lead my path along the way. It's holiday. I imagine that you do too. But the reason I'm standing here this morning is because mine is Thanksgiving. And for reasons you might not expect. I do love to cook and to bake and to eat. But it's really not about the food. And I love to watch football and shop But it's not about either of those reasons either. In part, it's about tradition and where I am from. I am not a native of Ohio. I was born and raised in the state of Massachusetts along the southeastern coastline. And in the late 1960s and early 1970s, when I was in elementary school, around fourth or fifth grade, we would take fall field trips to the town of Plymouth. Plymouth, Massachusetts, you see, is the second place where the pilgrims landed and where they stayed and decided to build a community so they could practice religion the way that they wanted to. On our field trips, we would go aboard the replica ship of the Mayflower, We would walk to go visit the Plymouth Rock, where it said the pilgrims first touched. We would tour the Plymouth Plantation. It's a recreation village of what the settlement looked like, complete with people in their colonial costume doing what they would have done then, tending the animals, growing crops, making candles. We would visit the cemetery where the first settlers were buried, and then we would visit the sandy bogs where most of the nation's cranberries are grown. It was a wonderful learning experience, and Thanksgiving was really about the history and struggles of early colonial America. It was, of course, much later that I learned more of the story. But Thanksgiving was also about our family traditions with certain kinds of favorite foods. I'm guessing that maybe you are thinking about some of the foods that you expect to eat because it just wouldn't be Thanksgiving without it. 
We also did something very silly and kind of fun. We had a family contest every year to name our turkey. There were some pretty silly names from Henrietta to Sebastian and to something as simple as George. As I got older and I moved away from Massachusetts to here, the love of Thanksgiving came with me. But it has come to mean much more than that history and my family traditions. It's a day set aside from all others to quietly think about all the people I love, the reasons why my life is special, and what I am most thankful for. Right here, right now, I am most grateful to be here with you in beloved community. Come, let us worship together. In the opening music, the song Amazing Gratitude, the words talk about walking and building the path of love together. So in order to do that, we need to make promises to one another. That's our covenant, how we will be together as we walk that path of love. So I would invite you now, as we reflect on that, to join me in the words for our covenant, which you'll find in your order of service. Love is the spirit of this church and service its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. In preparing for the Thanksgiving holiday, let's create the welcome table where everyone can come, where everyone belongs, and to feel you belong, to feel you are welcomed and included is an important is as important as food and water and shelter to us human beings. When we create warm and caring and welcoming places for each other at a shared table of life, we celebrate our community and our needs are met. The welcome table can be seen in many spiritual traditions. Jewish Seder feasts have a table with a carefully prepared and laid out food and drink. There is always one seat left empty for Elijah or for the stranger in our midst. Christian traditions tell us stories about Jesus at the table of the Last Supper with his disciples, or his many meals with the untouchables of Jewish society, tax collectors, shepherds, laborers, and others. More recently, the welcome table became a symbol in the civil rights movement and the struggle for GLBTQ equality as a goal where everyone will have a place at the table of a beloved community. In welcoming all people into this house of memory and hope, we are continuing the ancient heart, art of hospitality, creating a safe place in which we are all both guests and hosts. We come with our best manners and our hope that we will be nourished in different ways. We remember that each one of us came to this table for the first time one Sunday, hoping to be welcomed and included, to join in the joy and the laughter and sorrow and the tears, to bring our gifts of wisdom, hope, care, and gratitude. As we sing our songs and tell our stories of Thanksgiving this day, may we think of our welcome table as the heart of a world where all people are loved, can dwell together in true peace, free from fear, safe from injustice and oppression, 
sharing in the goodness, holiness, and the beauty of life. In that spirit, let us together create our Thanksgiving table. We begin with the table, which is a symbol of gathering and hospitality. We remember that we, all we have in life is a gift, and we are called to share our gifts with others. Ours is a table where all are worthy, all are welcome, and there is a place for every one of us. We have an empty chair. Where did it go? <laughs> we did have an empty chair. <laughs> to remind us to to remind us to always welcome the guest who comes bringing their gifts, their wisdom, and their need for our gifts, compassion, and willingness to be companions on life's journey. We've covered our table with a cloth because we want it to look nice, like we're welcoming very special guests into our home. The cloth also reminds us that our lives are interwoven with all of life on this planet, people near and far, animals and plants. We are all related, and we all need one another to live. Bring candles to set our table. As we light these candles, let them remind us of the light of the spirit of compassion, of caring for others, the light of hope that we are called to share with each other, and also the world. Bring bread for our table. Bread is the basic food of life. It feeds our bodies and reminds us that we depend on the earth for our basic needs every day. Bread also invites us to remember those who lack food and to work to end hunger in the world. Salt for our table. Salt is the spice of life. It brings out the flavor. It invites us to be open to tasting and savoring life more fully. Bring water for our table. Water is the source of life. Its deep currents are like the power of life itself, flowing through every one of us and around us, connecting us, giving us life, and interweaving our destinies in the great river of time. Bring flowers for our table. Flowers make us think of the beauty in our lives. Their many different colors and shapes and textures remind us to celebrate and find wonder in the diversity of the world and to cherish every part of creation. Bring a feather for our table. The feather is a symbol of hope and possibility. It reminds us of our strong spirits and the desire to soar and be free and become who we are meant to be. And finally, bring candy. Bring, bring chocolate. <laughs> it reminds us of all that is sweet in our lives and all the goodness we enjoy. We just need one more thing for our table. We need an opportunity to share some of what we have with others. So today we want to invite you to be a part of a guest at our table. This is an annual giving program for all ages that raises money for the Unitarian Universalist Service Committee. This committee, part of our denomination, works to raise support for and awareness about important human rights issues. This year's theme is justice across borders. 
The UUSC is partnering with allies along the Central American migration trail to support migrants in transit. Look at, <clears throat> they look at why people need to leave their communities and to protect their right to seek safety and asylum. From the Northern Triangle of Central America to the deserts of Mexico and Arizona, the detention centers in the United States, the road away from danger is paved with injustice, but we can change that together. So we invite your family to read the stories of Eli, Clementina, Valentina, and Argelia, and to talk about their stories with each other. We also ask that you help raise money for the important work that the UUSC is out there doing to put change in these boxes and change the world. On January 6th, we'll collect the money that you raise and we will send it to the UUSC. Our table is set. This is indeed a very special table. It has all the things for which we are grateful, the joy of family, the gifts of the earth, the pleasure of children, the care of community, the satisfaction of sharing what we have and serving others. So let, let us, us celebrate the, the gifts, gifts of life, of love, of love and, and community. Our first reading this morning is We Give Thanks by Gary Kowalski. We give thanks for the earth and its creatures and are grateful from A to Z for alligators, apricots, acorns, and apple trees, for bumblebees, bananas, blueberries, and beagles, coconuts, crawdads, cornfields, and coffee, <laughs> daisies, elephants, and flying fish, for groundhog, glaciers, and grasslands, hippos and hazelnuts, icicles and iguanas, for juniper, jackrabbits and june bugs, kudzo and kangaroos, lightning bugs and licorice, for mountains and milkweed and mistletoe, narwhals and nasturtiums, otters and ocelots, for peonies and persimmons and polar bears, quahogs and Queen Anne's lace, for raspberries and roses, salmon and sassafras, turtles and tulip wood, urchins and valleys and waterfalls, yaks and yams and yogurt. We are grateful, good earth, not least of all, for zinnias, zucchini, and zebras, and for the alphabet of wonderful things that are as simple as A, B, C. Now one more story for you. There was a man who wanted some company, so he bought a parrot. Now this parrot was the world's most intelligent parrot, but the parrot had a little problem. It had a foul mouth, all it could do was say things you wouldn't hear in church and insult the guy. One day they're in the kitchen and the parrot is just mouthing off and everything and the guy gets tired of it and he finally grabs the bird and throws him in the freezer. And the, the insults come for a little while and then it gets quiet. And the guy thinks, oh my gosh, 
I've killed the parrot. Well, he opens the door, and there's the parrot. It's still alive. It's, it's shivering. It's really, really cold. He pulls the parrot out, and the parrot says, uh, I, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'll, I'll never be rude again. Well, a few minutes later, the parrot is kind of warmed up and asks the guy, so what did the turkey do? (laughs) So today we gather in joy and in thanks to celebrate Thanksgiving with its many traditions and rituals and stories. So what is it we do on Thanksgiving besides eat too much, argue with relatives and watch football? Anyone? Go for a hike. Yeah. We give thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So what are some things to say thank you for, things we're grateful for? Anyone? The air that we breathe. Thank you. The air that we breathe. Clean water. Friendship. Yep. So I think we all have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? In our first reading, Gary Kowalski made a list of things from A to Z to be grateful for that Elaine just read for us. Gary left out one letter. X, yes. So what are some things that start with X? Xylophone. Xylophone, good. Anyone else? Xerox. Xerox, okay. (laughs) X-rays. X-rays. Yeah, anything else? (laughs) Xenophobia. Socks. Huh? Socks. We'll start with an S. Okay. So there are a couple of other things for our list. X-ray tetra, which is a fish. Xenops, which is a small solitary rainforest bird found in southern Mexico. And xenurine, which is a species of armadillo. Personally, I'm grateful for Google. What did we ever do before it? (laughs) So, we're saying thank you today. Um, Is once a year enough? No. I was reading this week, and I discovered a really fascinating word. Thanks living. Thanks living. I like it. Living with thanks. How do we do that? By taking time to stop to look at the world around us, which is so beautiful, to look at the people around you, and to let your eyes and your mind and your heart show that there is so much to say thank you for. There are other ways too. I keep a gratitude journal. At the end of every day, I make a list of four or five things I am thankful for. It used to be all really good stuff, but I've been adding hard things too because they teach me about life. I go to bed every night with that list reminded of everything I'm thankful for and how blessed I truly am. Some people may have photographs of other people and places they're grateful for. What matters is that we remind ourselves regularly and we take time to say thank you. There are times, let's be honest, when saying thank you is hard, when we're hurting or we've lost someone we love. And there are things we simply cannot and should not say thank you for. The fires in California, the shootings that take innocent lives, war or torture or racism and hatred. But we can learn from these hard things. They remind us of how precious life is. And they invite us to work even harder to see all the goodness and beauty that's still in our world. 
all the things we can be thankful for and to make sure we create goodness and beauty too. So the question then is, well, who or what do we say thank you to? If you don't believe in a God who's waiting to hear your expressions of thanks, say thank you to the universe or to life, or just say thank you. As Unitarian Universalists, saying thank you is one way of living our seventh principle, the interconnected web of all of life, of which we're each a part, because we're reminded that we're not alone. We depend on one another and on life itself. There's a poet named John Milton who lived in England in the 1600s. He said this, gratitude brings reverence, allowing us to have moments of awe and wonder that change how we experience life and the world. I've noticed something about myself. When I'm grateful on a regular basis, I'm a better person. I realize how much I have and I want to help others and share what I have with them. Is that true for you too? I hope so. And that's what makes gratitude and practicing gratitude so amazing. It has this power to change us and to help us live more fully by helping others live too. Hal's wonderful song, Amazing Gratitude, says that being grateful helps us keep walking and building the path of love, which will make, as we said in our chalice lighting, the world the best place it can be. The heart of the thing I'm trying to say is the beating pulse of every day. It's the song I sing, the prayer I pray. It'll lead my path all along the way, this amazing gratitude. As you celebrate Thanksgiving this week, whether you stay here or go over the river and through the woods or fly the friendly skies, I invite you to take time to say thank you. Take time to think about all the things you're grateful for. Let amazing gratitude fill your heart so that together we can build a path of love. May it be so. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
amazing gratitude invites us to say thank you for everything we have. I invite us now into a few moments of silence to think about what we are thankful for, our friends and families, the things we have, this place where we can be together, life, love, and friendship. So let's, let's sit in silence together for a moment. We're going to create a gratitude tree together. So you should each have a leaf. Has everyone got a leaf? So I invite you to take a leaf and a pen or marker and write something you're thankful for on the leaf and then come and hang it up on this tree or ask someone to hang it up for you, okay? We've got pens, everything we need. Got leaves? And you're welcome to come up on the platform and hang your leaves if you'd like to do that too. Gratitude is truly beautiful. We have another opportunity to share of ourselves and practice gratitude for the many gifts that we have. Every month, we dedicate one Sunday to supporting agencies, ministries, and organizations in the community beyond that serve those in need. This month's special collection will benefit the HIAS, the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. This society was founded in 1880. It's the world's oldest refugee agency. This is a global Jewish nonprofit organization which partners with the federal government to help refugees start lives of safety in America, helps refugees throughout the world find safety, freedom, and stability, provides legal protection, social support and livelihood assistance, and advocates for laws that protect refugees and asylum seekers who are in need of assistance, regardless of their national, ethnic, or religious background. Now, in the spirit of thanksgiving, with gratitude for the gift of one another and this community, and the abundance that makes our generosity possible, we give and receive the offering as a sign of our shared commitment to the life and work of this community and beyond.
These are the words of Naomi King. For the labors, the love, the care that fill our needs and give us the delights of this and every day, we say thank you. Thank you. For the nourishment of our spirit, the challenges that strengthen us, and for the joy of simply being alive, we sing thank you. Thank you. For all that is our lives, for the gift of our friends, family, and this community who accompany us on this journey, we whisper thank you. Overflowing with gratitude, surrounded by the abundance of this beautiful planet, and blessed in countless ways, we can only shout, Thank Thank you! you. And now our hearts filled with amazing gratitude for one another, for this community, and for all of life's gifts and blessings. Let us go forth in peace and in hope to continuing inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing in community. May it be so. Blessed be. Amen and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.